the dirty secret of my previous uh, post-production company slash digital agency, half of my revenue was based on the inefficiencies of my clients. They were paying us for creative services and so much of, you know, the, the, they would book time, but the time that they were paying for was often time I was waiting around to get feedback from them. This is the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, helping you engage your ideal audience to action through online video. I'll be bringing you the absolute best in the world of video marketing, content creation, storytelling, and marketing strategy, as together we grow to dominate online video and build profitable businesses. I'm your host, Ben Amos. Now let's get on with the show. G'day and welcome back to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, where we dive deep into the world of effective video marketing to attract your tribe and grow your business. Episode 57, here we are, and it's a good one, let me tell you. Now, as a video producer and video strategist working with video assets across various stages of production and approvals, it can be one of the most frustrating, confusing, and resource-intensive parts of the work that we do. Many of the videos that we do, and what I strongly recommend that others do too, have multiple variations created for different native video platforms and distribution channels. And of course, there are often multiple stakeholders in our client organizations who need to have a say. And we're also often under the pump to create content quickly to tight deadlines and let's be honest, stretched budgets. So when we first started using Frame.io in our agency, let me tell you, we were hooked. And I'm stoked to have the CEO and founder of Frame.io join me on the show today. Now, Frame.io is a video review and collaboration platform used by over 300,000 media professionals and companies like Vice, Buzzfeed, and Facebook. They were also a recipient of an Apple Design Award at Apple's 2016 Worldwide Developer Conference, thanks to their super sweet mobile app version of their platform, which is seriously slick. You gotta check it out. Now, seriously, this thing, it takes the headaches out of our workflow. We love Frame.io in our team, and we use it both internally and for our clients, and our clients love it too, because it empowers us to be more effective with our production workflow. So in today's show, I'm pleased to welcome Emery Wells, the CEO and founder of Frame.io. And I reached out to Emery as I wanted to explore for you this idea further. That is, how does effective collaboration in video production workflows lead to better and more effective video marketing? Now, kindly, Emery agreed to join me and I'm excited to share this interview with you today. I'll share with you more about how to check out Frame.io at the end of the show. But if you're itching to check it out now, head on over to engagevideomarketing.com slash frame. And if you do join them via that link, you'll also be supporting this show as I'm an ambassador for Frame because we love it so much. So thank you for that. So enough from me. Let's get into my interview with Emery Wells from frame.io. Emery Wells, thanks for joining me on the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. It's awesome to have you on. Uh, I, in the introduction there to to the show, I explained how we use Frame.io, but um, for many of our listeners, they maybe aren't video producers themselves or or don't necess- haven't necessarily come across this product before. But before we get into the the 
really what your product is. So I'd love to just find out your story. So what led you to create Frame.io and, um, and, you know, to discover that need in the marketplace? Sure. So first, thanks for having me. And uh, my co-founder and I started building Frame.io as an internal tool at my previous company, which was a post-production company. I've been a filmmaker slash video creator for uh, my whole professional career, about 20 years. And uh, I, I owned a post-production company that made all kinds of television commercials. I used to do all the Saturday Night Live digital shorts and commercial parodies and Super Bowl commercials and things like that. And we were just having challenges collaborating on the stuff that we were creating, collaborating with clients and vendors and just each other internally. Yeah. So I'd love to unpack that challenge, those challenges a bit further. So, you know, can you describe for our listeners the, the workflow, I guess, that you're working on at that stage? So, you know, when you were creating, say, first drafts of an edit and then sharing it with, with people who needed to approve, what were the steps you were going through and, and how has that changed now? So first is you just have a lot of big files that you need to share. So, you know, we, we were a small boutique uh, post-production company, but I would often hire freelancers to do various things. Maybe I hire someone to do some motion graphics or a visual effects shot um, or do some audio stuff. And, and there's always just lots of file sharing. You're sharing these big video files. And most people would just use some consumer file sharing service, something like Dropbox or WeTransfer, just some means of kind of shuttling files back and forth. And that was fine if you just wanted to share one file. but when you wanted to share an edit and say, hey, here's the latest cut. Do you have any thoughts? Do you have any notes? Is this approved? People would turn to the consumer video sites like Vimeo or YouTube uh, because they had a better video playback experience. But of course, this is all work in progress. So you make it private. You put a password on it. You send a link in an email. And then um, you know, email is a terrible place to be collaborative on any type of work, let alone creative work where you're trying to have these conversations about moving video in this static email and you wind up you know, typing all these time-coded notes in an email, you say at one minute and 10 seconds and two frames, there's this thing happening in the upper right-hand corner. Uh, and it's just really difficult to have a, a, a cohesive uh, conversation in email. Yeah. So tell us about Frame.io and, and I guess, you know, starting, starting that business and, and what, you know, what problem you're really solving and how you're solving it. So that's the problem that we were solving the the sort of chaotic um, process that people go through when they're when they're uh, creating video having to use all these different services. It wasn't uncommon on any given video project that we were doing that we would have five, six different services in the mix. So I might hire a freelance motion graphics guy and send them the 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 shot they needed to work on uh, via Dropbox, and then they would send back to me a preview on Vimeo and then their final full res on WeTransfer. And meanwhile, I've sent out my edit to my client on something else. And they all have all these links floating around in, in my inbox with different passwords associated with them. It was kind of a mess. So we decided to build Frame.io just as an internal tool for ourselves initially to solve it, just to solve it for, um, uh, solve our own problem. But we pretty quickly realized that, hey, you know, actually, everyone that makes video has this same problem. And it doesn't even matter what type of video you're creating. We were kind of doing uh, entertainment advertising uh, for broadcast. But, uh, you know, the, the video creation process has a very common set of collaboration challenges uh, for, for all the different types of video that, that, you know, that you create. If you're creating a social ad for Facebook or a feature film, Actually, there's surprisingly a very common set of challenges that exist. You need to 
share files. People need to watch those videos. They need to uh, provide feedback. You need to kind of go through an iter iterative process where there's lots of versions that you need to stay organized with. You need to approve them uh, when they're when they're done. So that is kind of the same across the board. And I think that's you know, pretty clearly a you know, a clear idea for people listening, how video producers or, vi or video editors um, can use a platform like this, but Frame.io now is being used by much more than just video producers um, as, as video production and video content um, production is being brought more in-house with larger organizations. So can you, can you talk us through, you know, how you're seeing your user base change? Yeah. So as you said, um, you know, people are creating video in, in all different types of, of businesses and markets. Um, we have a lot of new media companies like Buzzfeed, Vice, Ted, Onion, Funny or Die. We have a lot of marketing teams at, at various companies, a lot of tech companies um, like Facebook, Reddit, Snapchat, PayPal, Uber, Spotify, Tesla. Um, you know, every, every marketing team at these, at these companies has a group of people that are working with or working with, uh, or creating video. And a lot of people initially they see Frame.io and they think, Hey, it's a really cool tool for video editors. But actually what we're building is a tool for the business of creating video. And that's, that's substantially broader than just the video editor. So, you know, for every uh, video editor, there's probably, you know, three, four or five, six other people that are involved in the, in the process. It's not, it's not just the people that are kind of sitting in Adobe Premiere Pro or Final Cut Pro. It's um, all the other kind of departments in an organization that have to be part of that process. So let's unpack that a bit further because that, that business of creating video is really interesting because, you know, I think anyone who, consumes media online sees that video is is exploding right now um, and has been for a while to be honest um, but as you as you're seeing more and more brands are seeing the need not to just create say one or two key pieces of video advertising or video marketing within their brand they're starting to need to create content almost daily sometimes in some businesses many times daily so obviously the, the workflow and that collaboration around that needs to needs to change and Frame.io fits into that, um, but I'd love to get your take on on where you see this video, the business of video changing. So um, the business of video changing, I think that the what what we're seeing is more more people creating video, as as you said. I mean, uh, you know, um, I'd say thirty to fifty percent of our customers weren't creating video five years ago, right? It's all these all these you know, marketing teams and things like that that. Uh, Traditionally, video was was uh, really expensive, and it was done in you know uh, media companies and post production companies or advertising agencies. But it's become so it's become accessible um, and relatively inexpensive to make. But I, I think actually that's the reason why the re the reason why it's moving in house in so many places is is mostly for two reasons. One, the volume, as you've said. It's too expensive to just you know hire external people to to do it at the volume that the volume that these that these uh, these companies need, and um, and I mean actually that's really the key driver. It's 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 the cost. Yeah, and what would you say is the importance of you know with this new model that you're talking about there that where brands are really working more in house? Where does collabor collaboration fit into that? Um, because obviously it's often not just uh, you know getting a, a video producer getting a brief from a marketing team and then delivering something back. Or, or in many cases, there's a lot of back and forth. There's iterations of the same piece of video content for different platforms. 
what, where's the importance of collaboration in there, do you think? So I think anyone that's been part of business process, regardless of what that business process is, if it's, if it's making video or if it's making, doing literally anything else within, within a business, there's process involved. And, you know, the more people that are involved, the harder it gets, the slower it gets, the less efficient it gets. And specifically with uh, creating video, there are so many inefficiencies, particularly around the problems that Frame.io solves, which is, uh, you know, review and appro- review approval and, and feedback. So if I'm an in-house, uh, you know, marketer somewhere, I'm, I'm working on, I'm working on a video, uh, the editor sends me a cut of, of a video and I'm going to watch it, right? Maybe they send it to me as a private unlisted YouTube link, let's say I can watch it. I immediately have plenty of thoughts that I could easily share in a conversation. Or if we were sitting next to each other, I can go to the beginning and say, Oh yeah, this part in the beginning, I don't like, and then things says over here, you know, we should change that and swap this shot out. But when I go and sit down to write an email, I I'm suddenly just paralyzed. Right. And I have all this feedback paralysis. Cause I'm like, okay, let me see. How am I going to, how am I going to explain this? And I start typing it out. I'm like, you know what? Forget it. I'm, I'll just wait until I see this person tomorrow or next week or we get on, get on the phone or we can get together in person. And these cycles are so expensive. You know, that one cycle that I'll wait till tomorrow, uh, it, it really, really adds up, especially as you consider the, how iterative the creative process is when you're making video, it's usually not one and done, you know, it's a lot of back and forth. So, um, frame IO can take something that, you know, a, a, an iter- an iteration cycle that may have taken days or weeks can be done in you know kind of near real time. Uh, we have these integrations with the desktop creative tools like Adobe Premiere and Final Cut Pro. Uh, so you can for the editor they can upload their edit directly from that creative tool into Frame.io, and then all people on your project will get a notification and they can pull it up on their phone with our we have an Apple Design Award winning iPhone app uh, and a, and a web application. They can start immediately watching it, leave time-stamped comments. So the comments are attached to a particular frame in the video. And they can actually then draw on the video as well. So you can, if you need to like point something out, like, hey, this logo, uh, we need to, you know, we need to blur out this logo for a legal reason or, or whatever you're trying to point out. Those comments then actually flow directly back into the creative tool. So the editor, the person who has to, who's responsible for taking action, they get it inside their timeline. And they can make the change and then click one more button to upload the next version, which automatically gets versioned. And you get a new notification that says, hey, you know, new, new version here. You watch it, leave your comment or mark it off as approved. And this can all happen sort of asynchronously, but sort of semi in real time. And you take these cycles that would have just taken a week uh, or, or longer and you just kind of make it happen in real time. The dirty secret of my previous uh, post-production company slash digital agency Half of my revenue was based on the inefficiencies of my clients. You know, they were paying, they were paying us as a, as they were paying us for creative services and so much of, you know, the, the, they would book time, but the time that they were paying for was often time I was waiting around to get feedback from them uh, or they weren't able to provide clear feedback. And so we would make changes without having the correct feedback. And it turns out it wasn't right. And so we'd have to do another iteration or another iteration and I made so much money based on that inefficiency. If you're an internal team, if you're an internal team, this is where it's really hurting you. And you know, if you want to have a video strategy and say, "Hey, we're going to be we're going to be like BuzzFeed and produce 
X number of videos per day or per week or per month, and they, they produce an astronomical amount of videos, you have to have a really tight process that allows you to do it efficiently. You have to build an engine uh, to do that efficiently. And, and I mean, look, they're doing it at a huge scale, even at a small scale. It, this just saves you so much you know, time. It keeps you organized. You have an audit trail like, hey, here's what you said. And, and this is when you said it. Everything's in one place. Um, we even have a lot of people. A lot of people think Frame.io is great for working um, you know, when, you're, when you're working apart from one another. You might be in different offices or different cities or different countries. But we have a lot of, a lot of customers that use it when they're literally sitting right next to each other because Frame.io is still the central place where the information is... is um, is housed. You know, it's like, here's the stuff we're working on. Here's the people that are working on it. Uh, I can go home and pull up my phone and I have access to all of that. I can, you know, I might have a brilliant idea late at night and I can just pull it up and leave a comment. So even if you do work together in the same building or even sit next to each other, there's a lot of benefit to just have everything in one place. Yeah. I was actually going to talk about that because obviously it, it seems like it's a kind of tool that makes sense with, um, outsourced and widely spread teams, which is becoming more and more, the norm, um, for production, but you know, we actually use it, um, within our studio ourselves and, and I'm leaving comments, um, and my editor's sitting across the room from me. So, um, and the reason for that obviously is because he's now working on something else. I'm providing feedback on something that's he's previously worked on. I don't need to go and like lean over his shoulder and interrupt what he's currently doing to, to leave feedback. And it's obviously, as you mentioned, a great way to track that feedback as well. I'd love to, uh, um, for you to dive into maybe some kind of a case study or, or talk us through a client of Frame.io or a user of Frame.io who you know is using Frame.io extensively and, and maybe talk about how, how that impacts on their, their workflow from your feedback. So I mentioned BuzzFeed earlier. They're, they're one of our customers, one of our larger customers. They, they produce an astronomical amount of video and they have, I think they're, they're a very good example of, um, sort of the new way of making video, you know, they don't have the traditional model. Um, they have these teams in house where kind of everybody does a little bit of everything that the, the person who, uh, who writes the concept is also maybe starring in the video, they're editing it they're themselves, they're shooting it themselves, they have these small little pods. Um, and uh, they're all using kind of frame IO across the entire organization. And, um, it allows them one the, the the model they use, which is totally unique, of kind of everybody doing everything. You know, typically you have I'm like a writer, and I'm a video editor, and I'm a director, and I'm a I'm a cinematographer or a shooter. Um, they just they just scrap that, and it's it's sort of like a it's a team of one man bands, right? With a lot of one man bands in the industry, and they just kind of bring all those one man bands together and put them in groups where they all kind of do everything. Um, so that is one of the things that allows them to produce the amount that they produce. They wouldn't, they wouldn't be able to, I forget the, the figure off the top of my head. I'm sure you could look it up. It is staggering. Uh, it is, you know, thousands per month or something crazy. Uh, and that, that is what allows them to do it. And then, uh, obviously also having a great, a great, a great efficient, um, sort of system for getting, you know, really fast, efficient feedback, reducing all those, those, those feedback cycles, uh, to as, as real time as possible. Yeah. Interesting. Do you know, uh, a Buzzfeed centrally located or are their teams spread all around the place? They're spread all over. They have, um, they're based in Los Angeles predominantly. The video team is predominantly based in Los Angeles, but they have a few different offices or studios, different, different locations. And then, you know, it's a big company. So they're kind of spread out across the whole building, different floors, things like that. 
Yeah. Okay. So where, um, where are you taking Frame.io? What, what's next um, for the platform itself? And also, you know, I guess, you know, how is that going to evolve as the way that video production has been created evolve? So one of the, one of the things that uh, we're doing, which we shared, um, we shared a couple months ago at a, at a trade show is we're expanding the collaboration tool set to better support other types of creative media. When you're making video, you have to work with images, you have to work with audio, you have to work with maybe PDFs because you have scripts and storyboards and things like that. So we're expanding the collaboration tool set to better support those types of uh, that type of creative media, uh, all in service of still video collaboration. And um, we're so we'll have three new content types, we have a, a, an advanced image viewer. So you can upload like you can go uh, do a location scout or do a photo shoot, upload all the raw photos to Frame.io where everyone can kind of look at them, you know, choose the ones they like, leave comments, draw and annotate. Uh, a multi, we have a multi-page PDF viewer, so you can upload your scripts and storyboards. Same thing, you can use all of our, all of our annotation tools to do page-based annotations, mark up the PDF, and, um, and a more advanced audio uh, collaboration experience where you'll be able to see like the waveform and have some audio meters and just have a really good experience for uh, listening to and communicating or you know, leaving comments on, on audio. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and more generally in the industry, where do you see like things will change over the next couple of years or do you think it'll just keep going on this trajectory? It currently is with video. I mean, the stats, something like, you know, 80% or 90% of the internet is going to be video by 2020. I've heard that somewhere before, but you know, are we just going on this trajectory or are things going to change? You know, What's, what's your thoughts on the future of video on digital platforms? So I, I don't think that people are all of a sudden going to get sick of video. It's just a, it's just the way people want to, you know, consume information uh, unless, unless it gets sort of overtaken by uh, sort of new AR, VR, so not VR, but AR augmented reality. Um, so, so no, no, no slowing down uh, in sight for video. I think, what is going to change is the way that we make video. And, you know, we're still very much, even though we talked about how accessible it is and how it's gotten so much less expensive and all of that, we're, we're really still in the sort of early Microsoft word days of the, of the video creation process, right? The tools we use are these desktop based tools. They're disconnected from the internet. It's not the Google docs sort of experience for, for writing that we're all used to now. It's this, you know, I have this project file and I need to render out this thing and that's slow and I have to then upload this thing and that's a big file and that's slow. So I think we're going to see a, uh, a we're going to start seeing a shift of the video creation process itself moving more to the cloud and eventually moving towards that Google Docs for uh, for video experience and probably three to five years away from that happening. But that is certainly the trajectory of things. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. I hadn't really thought about it like that before. So yeah, I appreciate that. Um, so with Frame.io, um, you know, we're just wrapping up here, but I'd love for you to, I guess, um, you know, just explain to us who, who exactly is the, the ideal user for Frame.io. You've mentioned that it's not just video producers, obviously, you know, not many people listening are probably part of a, an organization like Buzzfeed. Um, but you know, in between that from, you know, a single shooter, editor, video producer, um, right up to the top BuzzFeed, who else in between is, is Frame.io suitable for? 
it, it's really for everybody. Um, so we, our pricing starts at $15 a month. It's not expensive. So we have a lot of individual, you know, individual creatives, one man bands, uh, people that are producing, uh, uh, marketing content. And then it scales up all the way, all the way up to the, the Buzzfeeds of the world. And, um, we have big you know, multinational media broadcasters that are our customers. So we have a model that is, um, you know, very similar to a product like Slack or, or Dropbox, where it's very accessible to the individual and the small teams, but it scales all the way up to the very largest organizations. Yeah, yeah, cool. So, you know, obviously I encourage everyone listening, if you haven't checked it out to, to jump on and check out Frame.io, I'll share some more information with you shortly about how to do that. But, um, you know, just to, to wrap up here, I just wanted to reach out and say thanks to you, Emery, and, and obviously everyone else who's behind Frame.io because it's become an in- integral part of, of our workflow in our agency. So, you know, I, I really, I kind of think back to the days before of getting those long emails with time-coded uh, instructions about things to change or notes on a video, and uh, we don't get that anymore. So it's made our job easier. So I appreciate that, and I appreciate your time coming on the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. Thanks very much. Cool. Thank you very much. Thanks again to Emery for his time sharing with us on the podcast. And I'd love to hear from you, what you thought of the show. So let me know, email me podcast at engagevideomarketing.com and let's start a bit of a dialogue. I actually answer every email I get through that email address, by the way. So yeah, send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Now, I'm not sure if I've mentioned it enough yet, but we seriously love Frame.io in our production workflow. And as Emery mentioned here, it's not just a platform for video producers like us. Really, any organization managing multiple video assets of any sort can benefit from what Frame has to offer. Now, if you're interested in learning more, I encourage you to check out Frame.io via my link at engagevideomarketing.com frame. Now, as I said at the top of the show, I'm a proud ambassador for the platform. So if you end up joining them via that link, you'll also be supporting this podcast at no extra cost to you. So it's a win-win really. And if you're considering checking out if Frame is right for you, let me know, because I'd be more than happy to answer any questions you have, or even jump on a quick video call with you and show you around the platform personally. If you want to hook that up, just shoot me an email, podcast at engagevideomarketing.com and let's talk. So next week, I'll be back again with another solo show, and you're not going to want to miss this one. I'm going to walk with you through my complete framework for aligning video content with your ideal customer's journey. Now, I call this my full funnel video framework and it's a game changer. So tune back in next week to episode 58 for that. And until then, I'm Ben Amos as always. I'm here to help you engage your audience and grow your business through effective online video strategy. And I'll see you then.